Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, it's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode, and I'm here in my studio, aka sitting on my couch in front of the fire next to my Christmas tree, and it's not even Halloween yet. Yeah, yeah, it's up. Don't give me that shit. I don't care. I like to spread Christmas cheer, and truth be told, I told myself I was going to get myself a Christmas tree this year, and I was going to get on it early before stock went out, you know, because these are crazy times with COVID and 2020, and I bought a Christmas tree, and it was too big. (laughs) So I returned it, and I got another Christmas tree that was more slender, and I put it in the corner. I had to pull it out of the box because I wanted to see how it fit compared to the other one. It fits perfectly. I started pulling it apart, and I'm like, what am I doing? Just whatever. Leave it up. So I leave it up. And I turn on the lights every day and leave them blazing on throughout the evening so that all my neighbors can see that I love Christmas and I love to spread Christmas cheer, even when it's before Halloween. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm chilling on my couch in front of the fire, reporting, recording a podcast episode. And uh, I hope you get this warm, fuzzy autumn feeling while we talk today about the five love languages. And I've talked about this before, but uh, I'd like to take another angle on it because I think it goes without saying that this is hugely important. I talk to guys because, again, if you're, if you're, if this is the first episode of the Johnny King show that, that you're listening to, welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> and I do a lot of work. I've been coaching for over 10 years. I do a lot of work now specifically with men about finding happiness, fulfillment, crazy concept, I know. But not only crushing it in life in terms of, you know, being a success in, you know, tapping into your life's purpose. Isn't it funny how when I say success, people think like, oh, making money. Yes, but money is a byproduct of people being grateful for the value that you add. But a lot of people make money in jobs or businesses that they absolutely hate. And yet they feel handcuffed to them, the golden handcuffs, because they can't let it go because, again, they make so much money. Uh, The kiss of death. And so not only are we talking about, quote-unquote, success, but also fulfillment, right? And so it's it's two sides of the same coin. And a big, big part of the work that I do with men in, in supporting them and kind of creating this, the, the building of, of their kingdom, right? It's the idea of, you know what? I'm going to be absolutely abundant in all areas of my life, my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual life, their purpose, their mission, 
their contribution, let's say in terms of their, their work. And then lastly, in the most fulfilling, juiciest, juiciest part of fulfilling one's life is in their relationships. And yet, isn't it ironic? When I speak to guys, that's like the last thing that comes to mind that they want to work on. And yet it's also usually the, the biggest source of pain and sadness and heartbreak for them. But the reason why I feel like guys tend to overlook the things that really would bring them the most happiness is that it's awfully hard to quantify or tangibly put their hands on like actionable items, tasks to improve one's, let's say, love life, romantic life. You know, they can figure out how to make more money. They can figure out how to uh, build a house or you know, fix this or that. And yet when it comes to relationships, especially when you're dealing with another human being's heart and emotions, it's like, uh, crickets. Don't know where to begin. So the five love languages is a great place that I often recommend guys um, to, to really dig into because it's the foundation of starting to understand and empathize what your significant other may need. So, you know, in if you haven't read the five love languages, I highly recommend it. At the very least, go to five love languages. We'll just Google it. You'll find it. Fivelovelanguages.com. Take the five-minute free little quiz. It'll tell you what your top two love languages are. And then have your significant other, your spouse, whomever, whoever you are in relationship with. Let them take it. But they also have tests for teenagers as well as uh, kids younger than that. And so as you age, your love languages become more and more defined. But just as the world is full of languages that we speak, English and French and Swedish and Chinese and Russian, there are also multiple languages that we speak as it relates to relationships. Mano a mano. That's Spanish. So the key is figuring out not only what are your love languages, but like I said, what are you what are what are your significant others uh love language? Because I think it is the the critical part of any good relationship or marriage. Uh and that is communication. And you communicate through more than just words, right? Roughly 93% of one's communication is done non-audibly. So it's like through body language and through tone of voice and things that are not just... That's why so many times... if This is just a rule of thumb that I learned from one of my first mentors when I was 24. He said, Johnny, like, if, if, if it's anything having to do with <laughs> any topic that's emotional, never send it over email or text the very least put it over voice phone uh preferably face to face i've never forgotten that because every time i was like oh shit i was like no this is going to be easier i can just write out everything perfectly like i want it the person i'm sending it to always takes it differently <laughs> because it's filtered through their own lens and their own you know feelings at the moment so i i really do feel like if there's one word 
in any of the world's languages that is so essential and yet completely confusing, it's the word love. Because we talk about like love for tacos and ice cream and cars and jewelry and hiky mountains. We talk about love of chocolate and we also talk about the feelings of, you know, smelling the roses. <laughs> we talk about love for our parents, our siblings. But then we also talk about loving our intimate partners. So it's kind of confusing because we can love everything from our intimate partners to Taco Tuesdays. And so that's why it's awfully difficult to wrap our heads around uh, the use of love, especially when we're not uh, understanding the root of where it's coming from. If it's coming, if it's, if someone else is saying or using the word love, you're like, but how do you, how do you mean that exactly? So love is clearly important, right? In the way that, that it shows up in our lives without love. Like what's, what's the point of this whole experience? But one of the, the great ways that uh, that the Five Love Languages book talks about love is that it, you can kind of gauge it by, as the author refers to as the, the love tank. Um, guys just love it when I ask them how full their love tank is. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Uh, but it is one of those things that, you know, I massage the <laughs> the, the explanation be like, you know, man, like you're you're either like super fulfilled or you're super empty and you're feeling, you know, lonely or depressed or frustrated or you're feeling euphoric and joyful, you feel like you're in the flow, you feel like everything's going right. Of course, there's a a spectrum of feeling anything between those two. But just think of that as like your your tank and and just as a a car needs fuel to go, uh you know, if if you are looking for high performance output, man, you got to make sure that you are keeping your tank full, your love tank, as well as those that are closest to you, especially if you're in an in an intimate relationship with someone, right? So, um, thinking though that f- let's say financial gain or getting all the doodads like you know a car and a boat and a jet thinking that those type of possessions are going to compensate for an empty love tank is kidding yourself. Okay. So yes, I have met plenty of people who say that their highest priority is financial stability, a fancy house or expensive cars, or just, just even being able to pay the bills or the mortgage. And yet I, would challenge any of those people when you really come down to it to say if you had all those things but you didn't have love what would those things mean to you so at the end of the day having love is hugely important right um now as the book kind of delves into the the quote-unquote kind of honeymoon stage (laughs) of falling in love and and if you have been blessed to have felt that those feelings of falling in love it can be euphoric right 
However, um, psychologist Dorothy Tenov, uh, which it talks about in the book, she conducted an in-depth analysis of this quote-unquote in-love phenomenon, okay? And it's kind of like, just think of it like as the obsessive, um, yeah, just that instinctual part of love that's almost closest to like this primal need to <laughs> to reproduce <laughs> and perpetuate the species, right? Uh, all you guys, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do. Um, but she did this in-depth analysis about the in-love phenomena. And as it says, after studying hundreds and hundreds of couples, she found actually that the average lifespan of most relationships that centered around that romance was actually just two years. Hmm. And it's no wonder that uh, a lot of relationships that I know of that I've been in have kind of fizzled out after two years. Funny that. So why is that though? The, the real, as she goes on, the first real step of cultivating that real love in a marriage or a relationship that's that's going to be a test of time, be able to get beyond that stage of quote unquote in love or kind of the the honeymoon phase. Well, I mean, I hear so many people kind of refer it in, in different words, but you know what I'm talking about. When, when that like giddiness and like they can do no wrong type of love <laughs> starts to, to wane and you start to actually, uh, you can start to kind of pick each other apart and be like, oh man, the things that you think were super cute and adorable now start to get on your nerves. Um, the, the getting beyond those initial stages of that in love experience, you have to have effective communication. And that's why I've broken up with with people I've dated over the years where like, man, there was chemistry and and yet the communication, it just lacked. It was like struggle. And I knew I'm like, man, 30 years from now, <laughs> three years from now, three months from now might be an absolute struggle. So we've all been there. We've broken up, I'm sure, with people like that. We've been broken up with uh, for reasons that we may or may not know. And that's why love is can give that spectrum of, like, you're floating, <laughs> you're on cloud nine, and also, like, uh, the, end of, the end of the world is here if we absolutely admire and love someone and, and yet we get our heart broken. So ultimately we have to adopt just a different attitude and way of thinking as it relates to effective communication okay because typically like i said when you're just falling in love with someone in, in early stages of a relationship it's very easy to hit the mark because it's like everything's new everything's fresh a lot of times we don't speak our grievances or things that are annoying because we don't want to rock the boat but you must that's for a whole nother podcast episode okay but you've got to be willing to define your expectations you know or kind of what you what your needs are in the relationship and share with them so that your partner really knows how to how to really sustain the love that you need but also that they need just open up that that line of communication because as the book says 
quote, in fact, true love cannot begin until the quote unquote in love experience has run its course. Okay. So once you start to wane out of that honeymoon phase, that's when shit starts to get real and you start to make some, some progress with things or you just get to see if, if things are going to fizzle out. And it's been interesting during this year of 2020, like I've heard of so many people's relationships that have, you know, deepened and strengthened through really, really challenging times. And conversely, I've heard about other relationships that have just completely fallen apart because they could not stand that much time together or all the stresses of the stay home orders or everything else that has happened in 2020. And we're not even yet to the, to the election. Woo! What a year, right? So, you know, most of us realize that love languages, um, not love language, but just language in general consists so much more than just words. Like I mentioned, it's the body language, it's the tone of voice, right? It's the inflection of things. It's, it's the way that the, someone's eyes are, you know, the intensity that they're speaking with. Are they coming from a place of love or a place of fear? So just as, I mean, if you follow me on, on Instagram, which you should, at Johnny King, what's up? You'll see that I am, I just decided, I met a woman, uh, side note, when I was flying home from, where was I? I was flying from Singapore to Dubai on my flight home back to the States a couple of years ago when I was doing some some traveling of the world. And super sweet woman who lived in Florida, um, successful tax accountant business. And I was like, what are you doing there? She's like, oh, this is Duolingo. And Duolingo is not sponsoring this podcast yet. But I was like, what is this? She's like, it's a free app I'm learning you know, I'm learning a language. I've been doing it for a couple of years. I was like, oh, that's cool. I downloaded it. I was like, you know what? Because she, she said, honestly, Johnny, I've got five or 10 minutes every single day that I absolutely waste. I can learn a new language. If even it takes me five to 10 years, wouldn't it be worth it? I was like, you're damn right. So I jumped on Duolingo. Like I said, if you follow me on, on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see that I'm pretty consistent these days. Over this last year, I've probably missed a day or two, a couple of days at most. So I'm chipping away at my Spanish because as much as I know that being multilingual could be to my advantage when I'm in other you know, countries or working with people here in the States, just understanding different ways of love and how it's expressed is also hugely <laughs> helpful in building a strong and, and happy relationship. But it requires couples to really devote the necessary time to discovering the nuances of one another's language and how and what what type of love they need and that's why i'm always looking for i've been looking for that in a relationship like i'm looking for that partner who really really is connected with a a heart's desire to want to know and understand my love language because i have that desire for her and always has well I always have. I didn't even know this was available um, until like 10 years ago. And so since then, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is amazing. This this is a game changer. And that's why I feel like it's so important to get this out to, to all the guys. So jumping into the five love languages, again, if you've never heard of them, the very first one is, is words of affirmation. 
it's it's more or less just giving verbal compliments. And for men who don't use a lot of words on a day-to-day basis, for a lot of them, this is very, very challenging because <laughs> I see it on, I've watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, right? Some of those guys, it's so, so obvious that they are little machines and they've learned or they've read or listened to podcasts and then they're just kind of regurgitating like I was watching this this current season and one dude was just saying stuff like, I just, you know, I I saw that you were going to be the bachelorette. And, and as soon as I found that, I just felt like, I, I, I just felt like I I knew so much about you that this would be such a great fit. And so that's why I got on the show. But that's why, I mean, I want to spend time, more time with you because I don't, I don't know anything about you. I'm so eager. And she's like, hold up. You said you got on the show as soon as you heard that I was running because you felt like we were such a perfect match for, for each other, but you don't know me. And he's like, um, uh, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I was like, Oh gosh. And yes, I was watching it with my girlfriend in my sweatpants while we drank wine. Yeah. And we were, we were doing our nails and, and you know, doing the, the stuff that you stick to your face, you know, the facial stuff. <laughs> Clearly, you know, I'm making this up because I don't even know what that stuff is called. The scary masks that look like you're putting fruit roll up on your face. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, someone help me out. There's no one. Damn it. But, anyways, <laughs> going back to words of affirmation, verbal com- uh, compliments. You have to be willing to stretch. And that was an area that I sucked at so badly 10 years ago. But honestly, just getting into personal development, learning to better articulate my own feelings of how, of whatever I was experiencing, to express it to someone else, to be, to be more articulate, gave me the vocabulary, the confidence, the ability to share with someone of the opposite sex or even even buddies that I work with more platonic relationships would be like yo bro I love the shit out of you why because you have such a big heart you're so caring you know you do xyz it takes a lot of time and so if you're a guy listening to this and that seems so out of this world possible to you don't worry about it man it just takes time okay it just takes effort just like you would be stepping into the gym if you haven't worked out in forever you're going to be weak in this area it just takes consistency okay so beyond words of affirmation, the next one is quality time. Uh, and the key to this language is undivided attention. And it's interesting because this is one of my top two rated uh, love languages, quality time. Maybe that's because I didn't, you know, with four other siblings, we were always kind of not in competition literally, but, you know, we only had little time with mom and dad. There's so many of us. So I just really, truly appreciate quality time with anyone that I love and respect. Um, But lots of married couples think that they're spending quality time together when they're actually just spending time near each other. And that was me. (laughs) I've been in relationships where I'm sitting down on the couch. We're watching something on Netflix. She's sitting on the other side of the couch. She's doing her thing. I'm on my computer kind of quasi watching. And yet I was thinking before I read this book, I was thinking that in my head that that was quality time. When in reality, it was absolutely not. We were just sharing quality space <laughs> next to next to each other, okay? So for me, I've come to realize that quality time is, is doing 
quality activities together, having quality conversations. So if you can mix, let's say, hiking with really good conversation, like that's my jam right there, okay? Or that's why I've always just loved dating over the last decade. Um, even if I walked in, I was like, okay, immediately I'm not attracted to you physically. I still was excited to sit down and get to know them just because I love people. So that is one thing I've said to so many people to encourage them that are like in their 30s, you know, 20s, 30s. who are like, I hate dating. It's so hard as we get older. I'm like, just get fascinated with people. Get fascinated with, with attempting to extract, you know, like depth out of people rather than looking to get. And so quality time is really, like I said, just sitting down for quality conversation. It's about strolling through the park or, like I said, going for a hike or cooking a meal together, uh, making some, you know, gnocchi, some, some Italian food, some spaghetti, watching a show or mowing the lawn. It's, it's really fun. I love to mow the lawn together with someone. Like she pushes that side of the mower and I push this side. It's so romantic. I'm kidding. Okay. So the third one, um, I think that is extremely important is gifts. Now, I think it's important for those people who really (laughs) enjoy it, but it's oftentimes, I say it's important because you have to realize a lot of times this is the easiest one to, to, to do because man at least in our american culture we get gifts for for christmas if you're a christian or if you celebrate christmas you get gifts for your birthday if you do that you get gifts for having a baby like gifts in in so many different cultures from long long time ago of the aztecs to you know <laughs> the eskimo culture there's always some sort of tradition of gift giving uh, especially in part of their like marital process i learned this too when i first got married i was like uh the first time i got married i was like like have you gotten the, the marital gift i'm like what what's what's this about like yeah yeah you're supposed to, it's, it's tradition I'm like i didn't i didn't know this you're supposed to give your spouse some a gift and you're supposed to give you like your groomsman your wedding party gifts i'm like oh okay i didn't know this but when, where does that come from that comes from way back eons ago and you know that's what you're supposed to do so cool if you didn't know that you just learned something so i'm I'm moving i'm wrapping this up anyways if your partner's main love language is gift giving then then that's good but but guys tend to like quantify if it's a really good gift by how much money it costs now i'm not going to say all women but there are certainly uh, certain women who, yes, that is uh, like a prerequisite. <laughs> the, the, the more zeros or digits that fall behind how big the, the diamond is or the car or the purse, like, cool. There's also a ton of women where the monetary value of the gift they could give a rat's ass about. My mom was one of them. She could have cared less. She could have been happy with my dad if they just lived in a double wide uh, as long as she had kids and the home felt like a home. So you have to figure out, if you're a guy listening to this, you have to figure out if, if you're a woman or if you're a significant other, man or woman, if their top primary love language is gift giving, also find out like 
how uh, again if it if it's like does monet does the monetary value really make a difference to them i think it's worth uh having the conversation okay um another one another one the next uh love language is uh what is it acts of service thank you there it comes to mind um where you are just intentionally doing helpful things to your partner um and so in past relationships that I've been in, um, if I notice, if that ranks high for her and, sh- you know, her trash always fills up, I'm happy to do that. Now, what I think is important is to, to realize um, how you can help regardless of stereotypes. So I like to have the conversation, you know. Uh, in some of my relationships, um, she loves to cook and I'm more than happy to clean. In other relationships, she hates cooking, and I'm happy to, um, you know, call for a dine-out, <laughs> take-out. <laughs> no, I can cook a few things well, and everything else, yeah, it's a struggle. But that's okay. Um, I think it's just important that if, if, if your spouse or your significant other's love language is acts of service, then just look around. Look at what needs to be worked on, needs to be organized, picked up. What can you do to be of service? To be legitimate, though, these things have to be voluntary. <laughs> you, if, if you're listening to this and your love language is acts of service, you asking your significant other to do things for you kind of invalidates doing it. It has to be kind of a voluntary thing that they they have to do. And if that's a struggle for them, then you're going to have to communicate those things to them. Okay. Um, what else here? Oh, last but not least is physical touch, right? Um, there is, what's that? Uh, I think I've talked about this before, but the, the failure to thrive syndrome is where children... Uh, in the infant stage don't get held or kissed or embraced and they have this thing called I mean there's so many other uh, things that will impact a failure to thrive syndrome but those are some of them and so babies who aren't held and embraced and caressed actually oftentimes go on to lead unhealthier emotional lives than those that were affectionately loved and held. And so don't underestimate the importance of physical touch. That's just who we all are. And yet I've also met men who are so awkward, like giving hugs or, you know, whatever, that that a lot of this will go back to absolutely their childhood and how there was physical touch or lack thereof in their upbringing. Okay. So whether we were talking about holding hands or kissing or hugging or S E X sex, whatever the case might be, all of it is, is good for those people whose, you know, love language is, physical touch that ranks up there. Okay. So you're going to have of the five love languages, when you do the test, you're going to find that two, typically two of the five are going to be of greater priority to you than the other 
three, okay? For some people, they might have three that tie. It's cool. I mean, if, if that's the case, then that means that your, your uh, bullseye in which to feel loved is even easier to hit, okay? But typically, we'll have one, if not two, love languages that are higher than all the other ones. And if you're still listening to this podcast, because it's a little bit longer because I'm going off on different tangents, and you know this book, and you've heard it before, all I then challenge you is to go back and look at, like, what are some new ways, if you know your spouse's or your partner's top two love languages, what is what is something new that you haven't done in a while that you could do to fulfill one of those or not both of those two love languages? Okay? That's all I'm challenging you to do. Okay? So if if you are just – if things have just gotten stagnant, I'm just challenging you to go in and, and try to – not try, actually go and do something that kind of shakes things up a little bit. Okay? Because, again – memories and the things that we get to actually take with us <laughs> are the 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 feelings and experiences of love and joy that we that we have in this human experience we don't get to take any of the 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 things and the the goodies and the boat and the car and the house but we i believe i strongly believe that we get to take that love with us cuz that love never ends so i don't know I think the best present that you could give your partner um, is not necessarily uh, a trip around the world or a huge freaking diamond, um, <laughs> but simply just to give them quality time, quality attention to be present, especially during these difficult times, okay? Whether it be COVID or, you know, social unrest. Maybe uh, uh, like they've lost a job or she's going through a pregnancy. Like, bro, just being there, being her rock is absolutely key. You'll, you'll just be surprised at how big of an impact you'll have on your significant other's life. But just being present when shit hits the fan. And I know it's difficult, but by listening to this podcast, by reading the books that you're probably reading, by doing the courses that you're doing, all those things are investment in becoming a better you. So I appreciate you, as always, listening to this episode. If you have any thoughts or questions or want something uh, to be clarified that was confusing, man, reach out. I'm just literally a, uh, a DM or an email away. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you in the near future. But until then, have an amazing day and go love on somebody. (laughs) Go take that test. Five love languages. We'll talk to you soon. Later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnyking men's coach 
on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.